This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward and happy Twixtmas. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I heard that term for the first time about four minutes ago. According to the all-knowing Wikipedia, it is a European slang, Twixmas. To me, it's better than limbo because that's really what the week between Christmas and New Year's is for most of us. It's this weird week of limbo when we have this food hangover and we don't even know what day it is when we're in the office and three quarters of the people are not in the office. It's just kind of this weird thing. You know, at first I actually thought you were trying to talk in Elmer Fudd language. I think Elmer Fudd probably has been canceled at some point at this point, but um, I still like Elmer Fudd. So it did. It sounded like when you said Twixmas, it was like Elmer Fudd pronunciation. And so I was just completely thrown off. Now I get it. We call it in baseball a tweener. It's between the infield and the outfield, also known as a dinker because they're not generally thought great. You didn't hit it on the barrel. You didn't hit a rocket. It's also a dead week for me and I've been aggravated in the past because all the local doctor's offices just close. I question sometimes if that's not the best thing. My husband changed jobs recently after working for the same company for 31 years and this is the first time in history he hasn't had this week off. The company that he worked for before that for forever, he always just had this week off. For him, he's kind of out of sorts because he's used to the whole team being shut down this week. And he would use this week to really work and get ahead even though he was off. This was his planning time. This was his week to really get ahead and figure out what he needed to be doing for next year, starting to really wrap up all of the little things things that he could within this year. And he's a bit out of sorts because people are in the office and they're emailing him during his quote unquote week that he's used to being off. I am 100% with him here. I am used to this being a very productive week for me. I plan early in December. I come into this week. I typically have never taken off this week. Others have, and and I typically try to stay around the office and be available, but nobody's really there doing anything. And unless there's a major storm or claim scenario, it is generally a very quiet week. And I use this week the same way that you're talking about, Daniel, and it helps me get a head start for the new year. I take all of that planning And while you guys don't know it yet, because I haven't necessarily introduced crazy new ideas to my leadership team, I am now working on, okay, how am I going to message this? What am I going to do? What are we going to think about? What's priority? How do I set this in front of them so that we can get the most bang for our buck here going into the first quarter? Because you always want to start out strong. You start strong, finish strong. And that's what I've always used this week for. But the more I go and the more I look around, I really just am not sure if this week can be a productive week. Because what happens is is I always have these great intentions and I always fall a little bit short. This year, it may be a little different for you too, because 
your girls are home. They've been away at college or, or, you know, away working. So I would think it would give it a little bit different feel than past Christmases. That's my concern is that kind of like Daniel, I have these plans and my plans are about to get disrupted. I don't mean that in a negative way, in a great way, but it's not what I'm used to. It's not what the last 20 years has looked like. So I guess for me, I'm kind of taking a little bit more of, well, okay, so if I don't get this done, is it the end of the world? Does that mean I'm going to start slow? Obviously, it doesn't mean that for the new year, but I think that's my fear is I'm in this sort of limbo week and I don't know how I really want to tackle it just yet. Okay, so I'm going back to the whole, you're going to introduce crazy ideas to the leadership team. You know, we've been doing simplify for the last two years. So if you come back with complicate, then you know you're going to freak us all out, right? That's right. What I generally like to do is I go away and I have a thinking week and then I like to come back and really just stir the pot. I mean, it's just so much fun to watch y'all's eyeballs and get the initial reaction to something really, really crazy like, I think we're going to start an insure tech. Or, you know, I said we were going to go down this infinite game path, but you know what? We're going to focus on week over week profits. Just something crazy that I'm obviously never going to do. But that's a little bit of picking at myself because there's some of the leadership team folks who remember the Shane of 10 plus years ago that actually did this type of stuff, like went away, had all these ideas came back and was like, okay, let's go. And everybody's like, holy cow, I thought we had direction and now we're changing direction. Because that's one of the biggest mistakes of my leadership career is the first 10 to 15 years, I changed a lot and I didn't always have the right grounded mindset of making sure that we finished something, making sure that we actually allowed the flywheel to start to spin on its own inertia. Well, it didn't spin fast enough for me, so let's change gears and go over here. That's a thing that we do, unfortunately, from a leadership standpoint, at least from an immature leadership standpoint, is we don't allow enough time. The idea might have been great, but we just didn't give it enough time. As agency owners, using this week to plan is absolutely fantastic. The phones aren't ringing. We're trying not to stress about that, but but we usually just have this really focused time period that we can spend to make sure, like you said, that we're in a great position going into into the next year. However, this week for our team members can really drag. And I think sometimes our staff members can feel kind of lethargic and unmotivated. They've got their friends and family members have the week off and they're working and their kids have the week off from school and they're working. So is it really productive to have our team members in the office this week? Or is it better to close the office altogether? Like you were saying your doctor's office does. This is right or left. I don't think there's right or wrong here. The reason is because I think it depends on stage of your agency life cycle. Like where are you as an agency? Obviously, if you're a three person agency versus a 20 person agency, there's some differences. The three person agency first, it's probably more productive to 
think about actually taking the week off, maybe be an on-call, do something like that. And, you know, everybody take their laptops home, be on call, and let's deal with the claims and go from there. For the larger offices, from mid-size to larger agencies, you're probably less likely to just do the total close-up shop thing. And in those cases, I think that it is a wonderful project week. Things that have been put on the back burner, things that need to be done, cleaning up the book of business in terms of data, looking at the management system, running some reports, and making sure that some of those things that you've put off, that there could be some capacity to clean up and straighten some things up. Or some of your team members, your account managers specifically, may want to use that week for catch-up. Because, look, it's not odd that CSR's account managers run behind. It's actually pretty normal, historically, that they run anywhere from two to five days behind in terms of transactional items. So this is a great time of year for that to actually be caught up, at least to a point that starting the new year, they're clean and they're fresh and things move forward and they feel a little more energized going into that new month. So I don't know if it's right or wrong. I really think it's right or left. The more I go, the more I wonder. And I'm not at a point where I feel comfortable to literally close the office. Maybe my brain, the banks are open, post office is open. You know, can we really close? I don't know. This week is one of the reasons that a lot of times I do New Year's cards instead of Christmas cards. This kind of dead week for me is a great time to sit down, address those cards, send those out. Or it's also a great week for me if I did send Christmas cards to write thank you notes to my customers, to people that sent me gifts. But for the main part, those just those handwritten personal notes, looking forward to the new year, thanking them for being my client and for allowing me to serve them. And if things are quiet for the week, this is a this is a great time to do that and a great way to start the new year with that little extra touch creating um, a customer experience. It's also a great time to initiate or at least structure a campaign like that. So that may be the first touch point, but lining that out and getting a campaign ready, that can continue past the New Year's cards. And we have so many tools available to us today in our management systems and our CRMs. You can automate that. Looking at your automated features, looking at things and seeing if your workflow is running correctly. It's just a great opportunity for you to pause and look and go, okay, are things where they are supposed to be? Can I tweak here and be better? Can I be more efficient over here? I actually have been doing that. And that's coming out of my planning is what is it that we can be better at? Kind of my stop doing list would fall into this category. Is there something that we're doing that we shouldn't be doing? This is a great week for all of those things. And the thing that we shouldn't do is nothing. Even if We were to be in that agency life cycle where we can slow it down, send everybody to the house, let them work remotely for the week on call type stuff. As an agency owner, 
unless you're on a family vacation, unless you're taking time off with the family, if you're doing that, fine, take time off. But if you're working, then use this time strategically. I think using this time to create your don't do list is absolutely fantastic. When you said that, that really rang a bell for me. And I know that we've talked about this about 20 or 30 podcasts ago, but just in case we have new listeners, and if you are, then welcome. We're excited to have you. So let's talk about that stop doing list. This is something I forget about from time to time. And as an overcommitter, as a recovering say yes person, I've always found myself from time to time with capacity problems or overcommitted to things. And it started there. Occasionally, we need to sit down and do a stop doing list. We are really good at a to-do list daily for many of us. And while I'm not a list person, as far as disciplined list person, I'm that guy that writes down the list of things to do. I always write too many things down for the day that I'll never possibly ever get to. And then I just go around and ignore the things that I really don't want to do. Don't be me in that. I'm terrible at the to-do list. Well, well, hold on. Are you saying there are people in the world that don't do that? There are lots of people in the world, my wife being one of them, that when they write the thing down on their list, the list gets done. They check the boxes, period. And they won't go to sleep at night unless that list is accomplished. I know these people. See, my husband never makes a list. It's all in his head. Now, if we're traveling, we'll get to a hotel and he's like, well, I don't have that. And I'm like, it's okay. I've got it. The only thing we always have is two cans of Febreze because we both bring that for the hotel room. But he never makes lists. I don't know how he functions. This is really good for those that are list makers. And it's really, really powerful for those of us that are not good at list and don't do well with it. And even when we make the list, we don't do it well. And that is this stop doing list concept. When you really have to sit down and think about concepts like protecting my time or protecting my bandwidth or capacity. Your time is probably the most precious thing that you have. A stop doing list is extremely powerful. What are the things that you are involved in that you are doing? What are the things that your agency, your personnel, your staff, what are they doing each and every day that you might go, you know, is that really functional today for us? Or is that something that we've been doing for 10 years or five years that I don't even know if it's something we need to keep doing. So for instance, for my stop doing list for uh, 2023, there are some social clubs and organizations that I pay dues to in Pensacola that with my position within our organization, it's just not feasible for me to continue to belong because of my travel there. And when I'm here, I want to spend more time with my family and my friends and traveling home to Louisiana. And so belonging to these two particular organizations and not being able to participate in a way that I would like to, it almost creates, I don't want to use the term guilt because that's not it, but I see these things on my calendar and I know that I should be there because I have joined this organization and I should, but it doesn't create any joy in my life. It's not adding positivity. It's creating this kind of drained feeling in the past, I would have 
just kept paying dues and kept belonging to those orgs and kept putting them on my calendar. And then this year I've decided, okay, look, it's just time to cut the ties. You don't need to keep doing that. That's a big one for me because that's not who I have been in the past. So kind of consider that a bit of personal growth, but those are the top two on my stop doing list. Certain social clubs, networking events, networking groups, nonprofit boards. Sometimes we say yes to these things again because we think we're supposed to be on them or we think that it makes a difference to us professionally in the community. And in some ways it could, but my time, just like you're talking there, is so incredibly important these days. And the more I've gotten older, realized that my business isn't necessarily going to suffer because I'm not on such and such board or advisory committee or whatever. And they're going to survive too. There is a very easy overcommitment reality and stepping away from those things can be refreshing. In Huntington, we have the Integra Winter Classic that we just finished up and it's this huge community basketball tournament and schools are coming in from all over the area and y'all love that. Like this is huge for y'all. I can't imagine a world without the Integra Winter Classic and it just seems like that's something that you guys have found and created and it means something to you and it means something to the community. That's different than joining a social organization just so you can meet people. It's a sport. They have a ball. So of course it fits my criteria for involvement. But just using that example, and there's probably some similar thing available to you in your community wherever you are. The story there, there was a tournament for years and it was very good and people loved it and we loved it and our community kind of got behind it and then the tournament went away they lost the title sponsor I think Coca-Cola was the sponsor at, at one point in time there was no longer a sponsor and it went away for a few years and so the coach athletic director wanted to bring it back school district wanted to bring it back and so we had an opportunity to say hey what if we became the title sponsor for that and in the big scheme of things it's a really big investment to the school sports environment, but to our marketing budget, it's not. Okay, so just just to kind of split that and kind of go, okay, our marketing budget is X. The school's going to put this tournament on. If we give this much money, which really is just a, a good spend for us, and we get so many eyeballs and so many mentions in the press, free, free newspaper mentions, free radio and TV mentions, we get all that extra stuff from being the title sponsor. It is just a really efficient use of dollars. And icing on the cake is we slip away from the office and go over and we watch basketball games on Thursday and Friday. And then I went up there on Saturday and spent several hours up there doing that, got to watch the championship games. The impressions and the doing good for our community. So many members of our community came up to me over the last few weeks since that and said, I am so glad 
that you guys brought that tournament back. We've had a couple of local restaurant owners say, thank you for doing this. Our business always booms during that time because we have all these people coming into town for this tournament and they get hungry and they don't want to eat out of the concession stand constantly. So they stop by my restaurant and have a meal. And it's a really good community thing, but it's also, we are passionate about sports around here. You can do this too. You can find something that you love and you can invest in that, but also invest with passion. And I think that's really important. And I think this week of Twixmas is a really fantastic time to dig down and figure out what you love. One of the reasons that this spend is so great is it's authentic to our organization. It's authentic to our people, but it's also a title sponsorship of an event that gets media attention. This is the perfect example of calls marketing where it's a very symbiotic response to the spend. And that's what's so important. And instead of spreading dollars out for purchasing small sponsorships on little bitty things all year long by focusing our ad spend on our winter classic and then our spring classic that we started last year, which is a baseball tournament in our area, then we're getting that huge bang for the buck because it's ours. It's so much easier to write the checks for those things when you care about it and it's something that you enjoy. My number one priority for Twixmas week to make my life better is I clean out my email inbox. I do my business one first, which doesn't usually take nearly as much time, but my personal email address currently has 7,243 unread emails in it. That's just a pure select all delete. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can fix that for you in about three minutes. I can go faster than Google or Yahoo or whatever your personal email account is. I can go faster than their servers will allow on that one because I've been there and it is select all delete. There you go. Done. Okay. Now you sound like Julie. (laughs) That is a Julie statement right there. Well, look, if there's 7,000 emails, if they were that important, you would already know about it. Okay. So that's the reality of it. Right. I'll do a search from this sender and I'll hit delete. I'll do a search from this sender and hit delete because there are probably some things in there from my family, receipts from some things that I'll want to keep. But yes, that is a rather substantial delete all, but I do tend to do it by email address. I have learned this again from my very disciplined, very organized wife. And I have come full circle. There's just things that get cluttered in our life that we don't realize that it's bothering us. It's sort of subliminal and we know about it. If you're like me, you'll sit straight up in the bed at three o'clock in the morning thinking about it. That's the kind of stuff I don't want in my life. Like I want that gone. I want it all gone. You do a word of the year every year. This is a big thing for you uh, personally. I do a word of the year personally for myself as well. But it sets the tone for our leadership team, our team members, and really the direction of our business for the next year. And we've had everything from forward to simplify. I have all of them somewhere in a file. And I've seen over the last five years that you really use this word to direct our organization. So do we have a word yet? We have a prospective word 
I am not sure I'm ready to release it. It's like anything else. When I started the word of the year, when I just started doing that, it, it's not something I've done my entire career. But when I started it, it was just like, let's go. Throw it out there. Let's go. And the more you do something, I don't know why we do this, but the more strategic thought, the more, okay, well, what if it means this? Or what if they interpret it wrong? I mean, so you put all this stuff into it and really and truly, we probably should just be the way we were in the beginning and not like overthink it because overthinking things is really, really easy in today's world. And so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like at 80% sure that I have my word, but I'm not ready to throw it out there just yet. The suspense is killing us. Yes, yes. Stay tuned for the word of the year. What advice would you give our agency owners on how to best utilize their time specifically this week? It's going to be somewhere around this idea of attack the opportunity that you have in front of you, whether that's reviewing your procedures, whether that's reviewing your marketing strategy. I think that everyone's going to be at a different place, but I think the place that you don't want to stop at during this week is the do nothing or the business equivalent of vegging out on the couch. Don't lose this opportunity during this week to stay productive for the next year, to initiate productivity for the next year. You don't have to do it, but stop and think. I challenge you to use this week as a thinking week. And that is something that keeps popping up in my life that I really, really think we don't do enough of. And that is the thinking time. We're go, go, go. We're implement. We're change. We're networking. We're in it. We're quoting. We're writing. We're just all so busy, busy, busy. And this is a week that's going to slow down. So take a deep breath and be okay with the slowdown and use that to think strategically what your next year is going to look like. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Paul Dietzel. There are no office hours for champions. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.